Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush this week. When did every day become a national everything day? Why is every day a national day? Just this month alone, we've had National Son and Daughter Day, National Coffee Day, National Black Dog Day, for crying out loud. We had National Vodka Day. And the list continues. It goes on and on. We've even had International Podcast Day. And of course, that's a good day because you want to listen to Lens Burning Bush. But I am just tired of all these national days. We play in the social media world all the time. And we celebrate all of these days by putting pictures up of all of these things. I say enough already. When you celebrate everything, doesn't that actually diminish the celebrations actually itself? Do we really need a day for everything? Just recently, there was a post about every national day associated with your birthday. So, of course, I'm curious, right? Once you see something like that, you got to look it up. As an April baby, I had to take a look at mine, and mine is National Blueberry Pie Day, which, now, I like blueberry pie, don't get me wrong, but do we really need a full day of honoring blueberry pie seems a little bit much and kind of inconsequential but you know it's it's one of those things with that being said it's time to bring on my guest for the week she hails from long island new york now living in virginia friend and broadcaster let's welcome nicole o'brien to lens burning bush and nicole just because i'm a nice guy um i actually looked up your birthday as well um i believe it's in july i won't give the date but I, I, I know your birthday, so I looked it up, and I saw that it was National Bikini Day on your birthday. So I, I God bless. That's a good one. All I, right, I, that's a good one. I think that was good, and, you know, you must uh, send pictures. Um, as a vibrant woman that you are, a, a National Bikini Day would be just terrific. There, there you go. Okay. Next, my next birthday, I will send you some. Awesome. I love, I love the pictures because, you know, let's face it, that's all we look for in the world, right? We look for these these pictures and I just really feel like it's enough with these days already are you are you as tired as I am uh, because every day is something right you know it's ridiculous I, every single day they have and some days isn't it multiple things yeah. that you could be celebrating exactly and and I'm all for parties don't get me wrong I don't want to be like this guy that says hey I, I don't want to have parties because every day I'd like to have a party as well but when you celebrate everything my, my argument here is that it really becomes like, oh, it's just another day, right? We're just kind of right. glossing over everything that's kind of important or what. It, it, you, you always have that thing, and I'm just tired of it. I, I don't understand. Right. Uh, everything is on Facebook. When I, I saw the other day, National Black Dog Day, I was like, really? We celebrate a Did particular- Did you see my post? Yes. I have a black dog. I do too, and my wife, of course, posted on National Black Dog Day. But my point is, is we got, not only do we have a specific breed of dog, but we have a color of a dog. I think that's just right. way too much. It, it, it's exhausting, right? We, you know, we, social media, there's so much good that it, that it does, but it is, there's so much bad. And, and it's like, you know, you obviously during this, the COVID stuff, I get it. You want to celebrate anything you can. And we try to be nice, but, but, these dates, there's actually, just so you know, there's a web page that you can go to. I think you can actually buy stuff associated with this, but nationaltoday.com. And if you click on that, you'll notice that every month and every day is associated with it. And then you could find out 
you know, what day your, you know, day falls on. And it's um, the only way anybody remembers these days is because each year on Facebook, you get a notification on your memories and you can look up, oh, well, today was, you know, National Vodka Day. You know, that's that's a good one. I missed that one. I'm upset about that. Well, speaking of which, I'm sorry that you missed it. But, you know, I always say like everything in moderation. Right. Mm -hmm. But apparently that is not the case for some people. So I want I want to bring this to your attention because I think you'd like this. In, in honor of National Vodka Day, uh, I found a related story in the New York Post because, you know, you got to go when you're looking for stories, you got to go to the New York Post because, you know, it's sensationalism at its best. Right. So apparently Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee, which, you know, from the famous Pamela Anderson video. Right. Um, he was apparently drinking gallons, not just a few. You know, he was drinking gallons of vodka every day last year. So he was sober for a while. Yeah. Um, so so here's uh, what it says here. He apparently was drinking gallons of vodka every day last year, so much that his new bride was afraid she'd wake up to find him dead. Um, he goes, I didn't notice it until towards the end when I was like, oh, dude, I've got to stop. You have to stop. Like you're drinking gallons of vodka every day and you realize now, oh, I have to stop now. Mm-hmm. kind of interesting right mm-hmm. so he had said so um he talked about now he's 58 now uh tommy lee is what you know he's aging uh you know he's one of those keith richards types he's going to continue right. on right he said he realized his behavior was effing insane like i was drinking just out of boredom i would just wake up and be just building a glass with just all vodka and just a little eyedropper of cranberry or lemonade i was drinking two gallons, two gallons, not pints, not quarts, but gallons, the big handles a day. That's effing crazy, he said in an interview from his basement studio, apparently. Uh, and it was it was because of his wife, uh, Brittany Furlan, who's a social media superstar, apparently. Uh, she's only 34, so that's nice for him. Mm-hmm. It's, so you um, can still get the young ones. Yeah, it, well, you would hope. Uh, but she was definitely <laughs> concerned, um, and, you know, it's – One of those things where, you know, they were working on, he was working on a record, but he hopes that after um, she see, he seek professional help that the decision going to check into rehab was a good thing because he apparently had been sober for a while and then just kind of went off the the wagon the last year or on the wagon, right? Is that on the wagon or off the wagon? Off the wagon. Off the wagon. On the wagon? I don't know. Yeah. I think you're on the wagon when you're sober, right? That was an episode of Seinfeld that I remember. Um, with David, oh, really? yeah, with David, uh, the guy from, um, oh, I can't even, th- it's not Carradine, but what's uh, trying to think of the guy's name that was in, uh, goodness gracious. This is, this is why, this is what happens when you get old. You can't remember. You get old. Oh yeah. I'm just a few years. I know. need more than he was on. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, American werewolf in London was one of his big movies that he was the star of, but he's, he's been, he's an actor, but it's not that important. But anyway, he was, a, mm-hmm. he, he did an episode of Seinfeld when he went, he was on the wagon, off the wagon, and apparently, so that's mm-hmm. that's where I got it. But I feel, you know, to, you know, I feel I feel bad for uh, for him, Tommy Lee. You know, uh, apparently Motley Crue had to postpone its uh, reunion tour because of the coronavirus, but plans to be back on the road uh, in 2021. So hopefully, Tommy Lee's okay. Um, I, yeah, you know, obviously, some time. To, it'll give him some time to sober up. And how do you not have alcohol poisoning though? With that much. 
That's what I wanted. Day. I read the article and it says he's apparently fine. There's nothing, you know, apparently gallons of vodka. That's that's how the Russians stay, you know, they they just drink gallons of vodka every day. So you stay 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 yep. healthy. It, 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 well, but look what they look like as they age. <laughs> exactly. Nothing against Russians. I don't want to piss off any Russians. I know. It's like Keith Richards. Somebody's been telling him. You know, nobody's told him that for the last 20 years he's been dead, but you know, he's still living around. <laughs> it's <laughs> Keith Richards. But but good good for him. And that, and this is why you know we have this National Vodka Day. But maybe we need to stop this. You know, we've got you know where Tommy Lee's drinking too much vodka. Everybody's goes into that. Sure. Again, we talked. I talked an episode last week about. We talked about everything in moderation, you know, whatever it is, whether it's chocolate, whether it's, you know, anything, even even it ranges to sex, too. Right. Moderation. Right. Because <laughs> they, they they say that. No, that I don't think yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. Maybe maybe I went overboard a little bit and I. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, Tommy on, Lee's OK. On. That's the main thing. Right. He's apparently in rehab and uh, Motley Crue will be out there. I always find it interesting with these bands that they go on these tours uh, and they're in their 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. I mean, it's Mick Jagger had, uh, you should relate to this because, um, you know, you had similar problems medically, and we'll get into that in a second. But Mick Jagger had a heart attack, didn't he, recently, and had to uh, postpone his tour a little bit. And, 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 you know, he's like 78 or something like that. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, Mick Jagger, and which, which you're not. You're like, yeah. Oh, the drugs. Yeah. It's amazing. Whatever they're doing seems to be working because they continue to go out there. So I wanted to get into right. your story because you have an excellent story when it comes to this. Now you are, are, are healthy now. So thank, thank goodness. You know, we, uh, we want you here. Cause like I, I I've told you before, Nicole, it, the world is a better place with you in it. Um, so uh, explain a little bit to the, to the lens burning bush audience, what happened to you and then who saved your life. Cause that's, I think what the important thing is. That's the important story. Okay. Um, so I had a cardiac arrest about a year and a half ago. Um, it was just before New Year's Eve, uh, the 29th of December. Um, yeah, I was hanging out with some friends, um, a girlfriend and a guy friend of mine, and just started not feeling too well that evening. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, I, d- I don't remember anything about the night. But for some reason, um, decided I needed to go take a shower. Sometimes when I don't feel well, that's what I do. Uh, luckily, my girlfriend came and when I wasn't answering, she knocked on the bathroom door, opened it because I'm doing renovations on my house and I haven't put any locks on any of my doors. So that's a good thing. And um, found me blue faced in the shower. And so not only was I dead, but I was also naked. <laughs> well, so, you know. The- that's, there's good and bad naked, and I think dead naked is bad, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, luckily I don't remember it, so I yeah. don't have to be embarrassed about it. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be embarrassed anyway, but go ahead. But anyway, so yeah, so the um, she yelled to my friend Dave, and um, luckily he knew how to do CPR, and until the um, EMTs got here, he, I guess, you know, kept my heart pumping at least. And um, yeah, so what I like to say, or or do you want to say it? No, you <laughs> what I you like could to, say it. <laughs> Go ahead. What I like to say is Tinder saved my life because I, I met this guy through Tinder. Wow. So it was luckily not our first date. Can you imagine your first date? You've got to do CPR on someone. But no, we had we'd been you know casually dating since about September. So we knew each other. 
So, is, so he'd also seen you naked before too. So well, well, there you go. But I, I <laughs> so interesting with Tinder, you swipe right or swipe left. With this kid, with case with CPR, is that swipe up? What is the what is the new swiping? Do we <laughs> swipe need to change, up and down? Do we need to swipe up and down? Yeah, that that would be the way the new Tinder would work. But but that is right. that is a great story because obviously he, you know he saved your life and not everybody. So that should be like a prerequisite now on Tinder when you look CPR uh, training. I think would be, must know CPR. Must know CPR because I think it, it helps to be able to do this, especially yeah. when you're oh. dating. So that that is, you yes. know, again, we're happy that you're you're well and you look terrific. So I think everything is uh, working. Uh, so good news there, and that's uh, you that's know, that's a good story. Now, um, getting on from Tinder, I wanted to share a story with you about breaking up with somebody. Okay, so this mm-hmm. is a, this is a story I read um, in. This is kind of interesting. It's from Brooklyn, New York. It's uh, a woman was devastated when her boyfriend of 10 years not only lied about paying for the wedding venue, but on the day of the wedding, okay, didn't bother to show up. Listen to this. After leaving her hanging for hours, claiming her his Uber ride was late. That's a good. That's a really good excuse, isn't it? The the Uber drive. So, uh-huh. uh, Kevin Hippolyte, um, he's thirty years old. So there you go. I mean, you know, just a bunch of kids. We have we have, between you and I, we have T-shirts older than them. Um, but the two got engaged sure. in December of two thousand seventeen and started planning this lavish wedding, twenty thousand dollars. See, I've always tell people now that I've been through weddings like at extravagant places, and I've been to weddings at the VFW. And I give the same gift, whether it's extravagant affair or not, right? So I think you should have it at the lesser known affair because we don't know how these things work. I I, I wonder if there's a statistic of, as I can't say that, but statistic. um, I wonder if there's a statistic of the fact that how many weddings last longer if the venue is better. Like what's the percentage? Right. right. Because I think more expensive weddings, do they last longer than the, the, you know, go down to the justice of the peace and get married i would say that i would think and again i don't know this for a fact because we're kind of going off tangent here but i don't know this for a fact but i would say that the people that go down to the justice of the peace actually really want to get married so i would say those marriages Mm -hmm. probably last longer than the ones that are at these elegant affairs where they're not paying for it the parents or somebody's paying for it it's kind of like college when you don't pay for your own college you don't appreciate it I think that's the same thing. So there you True. go. So I think it's it's probably well. That's that's not something else you can consider. Did yeah. the parents pay for it, or did they pay for it? If you have a lavish wedding yeah. and you paid for it yourself, you're probably more likely to stay married. Okay. Well, this they were paying for for themselves, so they were trying to stay married anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, one, you know, what's interesting is Sasha Aristide um, was the uh, she's 29. She said the, the first sign of something wasn't right was a phone call from her florist on the big day itself. She told her the story in the podcast about, you know, people telling her stories. But the florist called and told her that the venue had not allowed her in to set up the flowers. So kind because of interesting. Hadn't really been paid for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he, she calls Kevin and, and he told me he was running late. And he didn't, she didn't worry because the ceremony wasn't until 5 o'clock. How could you not worry? How could you? I mean, this whole thing, I think we need to get rid of the whole not seeing the bride before the wedding. That would help this. Because I think, what's the big deal? Yeah. It's supposed to be bad luck. Well, this, you know, now he's able to come up with excuses <laughs> as to why he's not there, right? If he, if he had seen her the Wait, day how before. Long did they, 
How long did they date? Well, it says they started, they got engaged in December of 2017. So they, you know, we're together a long time. You would, you know, did you ever see the movie The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler uh-huh. and Drew Barrymore and everybody? And, and right. there's a scene when Linda comes back to Adam Sandler's character, Robbie, and she's telling him the story. She goes, I don't know, you know, maybe I was in love with the uh, Robbie that was in a band and blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is something I needed to know yesterday. Why Why would you make that, you know, wait? I mean, she, so this is kind of, the story just keeps getting better and better. Um, so she didn't worry that the ceremony was at 5 o'clock, right? So she's, you know, with drinks and receptions before. She's not worrying. But then at 1.30, one of the bridesmaids told her that her brother had called the venue asking for the address, and he had been told that there's no wedding scheduled for that day. No wedding. So, oh my god! Apparently, you know, I'm I'm not saying anything about Sasha. Maybe you know, you when you're getting married, you don't focus on anything but that, right? You're just, it's your day, and it's the bride's day, and I totally get that. But how do you not realize that all these things are signs that you're not getting married, right? That day, right? You know, she's not coming, Robbie. She's not coming, right? That's what it is. He's not coming. So apparently, alarm bells went off in her head. Thank goodness, you know. I mean. After one thirty, I mean, <laughs> there's no wedding venue. He's saying he's he's coming, but the Uber's late. Um, is there something wrong here? It's just like not painting the picture. Well, uh, she apparently waited three hours uh, before realizing that Hippolyte uh, wasn't coming and breaking up with him. Okay, so adding <laughs> she was gaslit the entire time. She had no clue on whatsoever that he was not planning to show up or having cold feet. She told the podcast, and um, he she had spoke with him the night before. Now, that would have been something you bring up in conversation. By the way, how you doing? Uh, and uh, also, I'm not getting married tomorrow. I mean, wouldn't that have been something to tell her? So, so he stole the money, though. That was his I, I, scam? I, w- I would imagine so. It doesn't really get into detail where the money went, but I would imagine if, if it was 20 grand, uh, you know, that would, <laughs> that would be uh, kind of the way we're looking at it. But... I, I just I'm keep reading here because I'm looking for it. You know, um, she spoke to him the night before. He literally said, I love you. I can't wait to marry you. We were talking the whole day. Aristide continued to get ready with six bridesmaids and a maid of honor in her Long Island hotel room before finding out the actual wedding venue had not received full payment. So a frantic Aristide kept calling Hippolyte Light, who kept insisting his Uber was late. You know, when you go to the, uh, you know, I, 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 he kept lying the whole time. It's just, you know, she, so she realized that 2.30 obviously didn't have any emotions. Uh, but this is kind of interesting. So the wedding doesn't happen, obviously. But it, the story doesn't end there. It gets, it continues oh, to, no? there's more twists and turns because. Well, she's, is there more? She, well, she says to, to make matters worse, Hippolyte Light waited several weeks before reaching out to Aristide. By that time, Aristide was done. So she waited several weeks, or he waited several weeks. I mean, you know, she didn't have any emotions after that. She was numb and shock. I certainly, you know, was in a trance. But Real Fix apparently was the one who set the podcast up, and they approached Chipotle Light for comment. And the runaway groom blames something personal as his reason for not showing up and adding it wasn't intentional. It wasn't planned. It just happened that way. Um, that is kind of interesting. It just happened that way. Uh, he then denied trying to get uh, Aristide back, but 
tried to leave the door open. Of course, she is not willing, which I find that. No just, way. I, why, why would you even think that that was an option? <laughs> it's, right. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I, I think the problem here is that with most people, you are told to get married. Like the next step of every relationship is getting married. Now, you, you've been married. I'm married. I mean, the, the, the issue is, I think, as a young person growing up in society, you're always told you got to get married, you will go to college, get married, have the two mm-hmm. kids, the dog, you know, the, the picket fence. Everything's right. supposed to be perfect. So, you know, you assume that everybody feels that way. Because you know what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, right? The old odd right. couple line. But I just find it interesting that you date somebody and you're engaged for three years. You get to plan the wedding and then the groom doesn't show up. I've, I've heard about the bride not showing up, but the groom, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this right. whole thing? This is nuts. I, I don't understand how somebody, if, if, you, if it was a scam, um, that's a really long played scam to be with somebody. If he, I, you know, I don't know. You said they didn't say what happened to the, the money. No. I, I guess, you know, she they, they took their money and he probably kept it and never used, you know, never did anything. But I guess she was good with just getting out of the relationship. But you got to have signs like there's you, you cannot just not go to a wedding without having issues before. Right there. We right. say like, oh, people have an affair. You know, it's affairs are not like the main reason why marriages break up. It's the it's the reason that. They, they start having affairs because of another reason, right? There's a lot of yeah. other... I've always said yeah. affairs are symptoms that yes. you're having problems. Exactly. I mean, some people are just are just not nice people and they don't care about the sanctity of marriage or a relationship and they will just screw around with anybody. Right. But for the most part, if, you're, if somebody's having an affair, clearly there's a problem in the relationship. Absolutely. So you would think that they're together three years, that this would be there would be a little bit of something that they would have together. I mean, it's not like two minutes. It's not like they met each other online on Thursday on Tinder and then got married on Saturday. Right. Right. I mean, this was, this was a relationship that seemed to last. And I know we're, we're belaboring this story a little bit, but I just found it very interesting. I thought you would too, because I just don't get how she didn't realize. And then even during the day when she's getting all these signs, she was still hopeful that he was showing up. Right. Well, I can understand that. I can understand she's can't believe that he's not going to show up. Right. But yeah, I'm sure there were signs. She just she just missed them. She was and maybe some of these girls, I think, just want the whole big party and the pretty dress and all my friends and all the attention. Right. So maybe that's another reason that she missed signs that he was giving her or he just decided at the last minute, holy mackerel, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah, but that would this again the rest of my life. It would have been a phone call the night before and said, I, I think she would have handled it better had she gotten that phone call the night before and said, Look, you know, the, the wedding venue has not been planned. Um, we're not getting married tomorrow. I'm sorry, but I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And again, not saying that would have been right either. No. But how do you that would have been better than nothing. How do you do that to a person you've been with for three years? I, I don't care that you're not in maybe you're not in love with them anymore, okay? Maybe you're not, whatever, but a conversation. This is this is what I've been saying a long time. We have all these tools today to be, communicate better, right? Sure. You, you and I are, right. are doing a face Facebook call, um, and we're recording, and we're seeing each other, and it's, it's amazing, right? We've got technology up the wazoo, but 
People right. don't communicate. They don't talk. I, I have in my own house, mm-hmm. my daughter and my, my wife, Susan, will, will text back and forth in the house. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> this is the communication. This is how we use it. So right. it's like, you know, using the Uber as an excuse. First of all, why are you taking an Uber to your own wedding? Shouldn't you be in the limo with your best guys? Like, <clears throat> that's another thing. Like, where's, well, you, you know. No, just to get, to get to the church. No, I could see maybe he wanted an Uber to get there. I don't I'll know. give him that. I think you need the limo. But, I think you got to do. If you're going to do the wedding, you're going to spend twenty grand. You got to get a limo. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but who doesn't well, get I a limo? Have a limo at my wedding. You didn't have a limo. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, I I think you have to have a limo, or at least get a car <laughs> that is a, a similar to a limo, or nicer Lincoln mm-hmm. Town car, or somebody driving you. Okay, how's it? Rather than an Uber driver who you don't know. That's my point. <laughs> it should be one of the best man should have chipped in for something, right? Uh, this is burning your bush too. Oh, huh? this is this is definitely burning my bush. That's this is why we do this show because there's so many things that we. I mean, this is episode 26 or 27 rather. I can't even count. I don't uh-huh. even know. But this is what I'm talking about. The fact that I've had 27 30 minute episodes almost. It just shows you how much is irritating me. And it just this is this is why I I feel better at the end of every episode. I get all get it all out right. <laughs> Okay. Does that make oh, it's, it's therapeutic? That's it, awesome. Exactly, because I should have been in therapy a long time ago, but we, you know <laughs> that that is something that I've never you know kind of done um, during I think this. Everybody should. Absolutely. Well, and, and then you know, there's not a lot to do these days. You know, we we have to kind of social distance at restaurants and this and that. Well, apparently, movie theaters are really taking a hit, as as you mm-hmm. um, as you would imagine. I just um, read that the second largest cinema chain in America is likely to close indefinitely. All of its U.S. locations, and um, and that's Regal Entertainment Group. So Regal Theaters, Regal yeah, Cinemas. Yeah, that this morning. Yeah, that that's kind of um, interesting. That uh, you know, I I love movies. I, I just you know, going to the theater is a great experience, especially um, when they just started doing the uh, in the last couple of years where you can drink at the theater, you can eat mm-hmm. and, and the have reclining yeah. Seats. Oh yeah, it, it makes mm-hmm. it because again, you want that you know, like it is at home. So I guess what's going to happen now is everything's going to go straight to on-demand video eventually, right. and you'll be able to spend $20 at home and watch the movie that way. I don't know. Maybe. I just like the It'll theater experience. expensive for us. Oh, of course. It's always going to be expensive for us. We, we're the ones that have to fit the bill, but it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, no, it's yeah. going to be, it'll be less expensive because you oh. only have to pay $20 rather than $15 a ticket and all the popcorn and the yeah. drinks now and everything. Yeah, there used to be a MasterCard commercial that, that would say, you know, movie tickets, uh, you know, $25 and all this uh, mm-hmm. popcorn and whatever, $100. But seeing the movie priceless, but it wasn't really priceless, right? No. <laughs> $100, $100 to watch the movie. Yes, I I, I get it. Uh, yeah, it will, you're right. It will be cheaper, but I just meant it's more expensive for the actual ticket. But you're right. It would be cheaper because mm-hmm. by the time you look at it. But I... I think that with this COVID, they should really bring back the drive-in movies even more, because this they're way, doing that yeah, around here. Yeah, yeah, I, we have a couple of them around here. I like the idea of the drive-in movie. I think that's a it's a tremendous uh, idea. You know, you sit in the car, you can kind of talk. You know, maybe if you have the snack bar, or you don't have the snack bar. You know, you bring your own mm-hmm. snacks, and you know, you charge a car load. You know, say twenty bucks, and you come in and watch the movie and the problem is in winter right you know in places that have winter what do you do do you only have it open seasonally is it open from like april to you know december maybe you could probably sneak in a little bit in december depending on how cold it it gets but 
you know, other areas like in California that might work all year, right? In Florida. Right. They could, they could certainly right. do yeah, that. Yeah, because you can't sit there in the winter with your car running the whole time because then we're going to start worrying about, you know, climate change and everything because of all yeah. these motors oh, engines running. Oh, don't get me started with that anyway. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of another another episode for Lens Burning Bush coming up. But it's it's yeah. awesome. But I, I'll tell you, Susan, uh, Nicole, it is just one of those things as I'm calling you my wife's name. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> this is, we're having this conversation and I'm thinking uh, – we're not arguing, so that's that's a good thing. But um, Nicole, I apologize. But but anyway, no. um, it is uh, it is so good to see you. It is so good to talk to you. To it's you. been too long. So, um, so just to give you a little bit of background story, Nicole and I worked together. Uh, we we had talked about this story, I think, with uh, Susan Aller a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about the cable right. vision room. You were part of that cable vision room, and it was a I spectacular, was. Uh, just so much fun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. There were some wild times. There was. I don't know if you ever worked overnight. Um, did, did you ever do the overnight? I did overnight a couple of times, but I didn't. That wasn't my, you know, big thing. As I, I worked the five a.m. to one p.m. shift. That was always fun. So there was there was one story. I don't know if you know this. I won't name names. Um, no, don't. But there was one of the guys that worked there during the overnights. That now I look back and like there. How did we not sue? for sexual harassment yeah. <laughs> because he would actually yeah. take his pants down and be yeah. walking around the room like and we we're all laughing <laughs> yeah but oh it, man if somebody did that now oh, you can't take your pants down anywhere so i mean that's yeah you know life is tough now you got to keep your pants on it's just not funny when, <laughs> you, you, when, when, you, when you have to do that what what could you know come on the world we need to get back to that. Where's the world gone? <laughs> We've gone crazy. We got to wear pants. Come on. I, I always <laughs> like to say that the whole COVID thing. I was wearing shorts since March, so I wasn't wearing pants. Uh, now I'm wearing pants as we get to the, as I like to call Finter. Um, I'm not a big fan of fall. Everybody always wear. Oh, it's so great. You get this, and you get pumpkins and mm-hmm. apple cider and blah 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 blah. Hair, and you know what? You know what happens in fall? Winter comes, and then it's cold and miserable. Right. And, ugh, I don't know. I'm ready for spring already. I'm rush. I'm gonna rush fall and winter to get to spring. How about that? I, I don't like when people right. rush well, my summer. Make this pandemic end sooner. That would be good. Yeah, it, you know, we're talking about this. It's like you know, they're saying it's a second wave. I, I haven't seen the first wave actually end. It seems like the first right. wave. It just continues. Now you've got football players testing positive. You got the president. To every mm-hmm. there's so many people testing positive. The only positive thing that I will say through this whole thing is that. With more and more people getting it, it seems like more and more people are recovering from it. And that's, mm-hmm. to me, True. I like the positive news. I had an episode earlier uh, with PNN. It was my uh, new news network, Positive News Network. And that I mm-hmm. thought that you need to know the real story. If there's a 1,000 new cases, I want to know, okay, well, are 995 recovered? You know, those type of things. I right. want the real the real numbers rather than I saw another article and everybody, they always try to sway because if it bleeds, it leads. I saw another article where it said, you know, only three States uh, or something. The coronavirus cases are down only in three States. I would have changed the headline three States in the U S Corona cases are down. Rather, Why do you have to do the negative? Right. Right. Well, can't we just true. do the positive, but just, can't we just get along? Well, because that doesn't that doesn't sell. <laughs> Evidently, misery is what sells. Well, they always said misery loves company. I guess that's kind of the way uh, that we look at it. But well, uh, yeah. 
But anyway, Nicole, uh, it is it is a pleasure. Now, you wanted to promote something. You, you had mentioned something we were talking about uh, with your specific case of cardiac arrest. There was something that you wanted to get awareness out. So why don't you talk about that right before we uh, go off here? Okay. So the reason that I had it, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have high cholesterol, um, not obese. I mean, uh, overweight. Who isn't a little overweight these days? You look spectacular. Um, Come on. I, All right. Well, thanks. But I exercised. I didn't drink a lot. I, you know, everything was good. So it was really very shocking that I would have a cardiac arrest. Um, what I ended up finding out is I have something called an elevated lipoprotein A, which is one of your, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to be able to. And you don't play one on well, TV. Yes, I know. No, I do play one on TV. But no. <laughs> um, so it's it's a it's it's a cholesterol, um, I guess that. A, a, a type of cholesterol that's in your blood. You're born with that amount. I was born with an elevated amount. It didn't matter how much I exercised, how well I ate or, or anything. Um, I probably would have had a cardiac arrest anyway. Um, the plaque was building up in my heart um, regardless because of this elevated lipoprotein A. And they don't check for it in a regular cholesterol test because they say, well, there's nothing we can do about it anyway. Well, it can, you can still have an idea that you have a, an eleva, ele, elevation. Um, so maybe make sure the rest of your cholesterol, you know, you watch those numbers. Um, so I'm trying to get, I, I would like to see people tested for that regularly, along with your regular cholesterol screenings that they do, just to give somebody an idea. Because there's a lot of people that you, I, I, one of my good friends now I met, she's 37. Um, she had a heart attack because of the same thing. So there's a lot of people, younger people that are having heart attacks because of an elevated lipoprotein A. So it's something that really needs to get out there a little bit more. Doctors need to start testing for it. And I wonder. So um, I'm also on a drug trial right now for it. Okay. Well, that's. that's. <laughs> do you want to yeah. know what the side effects of the drug are? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, ask uh, death, right? <laughs> What's yeah. the side effect? You may die from this. Yeah. No, hor horrible gas. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, that, that would not be a good thing to put on Tinder as a profile. By the way, I'm taking a pill that could cause horrible gas. <laughs> I, hey, you know what, though? If it keeps me alive, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, I, I would actually want to date the person that actually put that on their profile. I think that would be, you know, if you put that you have because of medicine that you're taking that you're you're you have horrible gas as long as you want to you know you, i think that if you're willing to put that that shows a little vulnerability and i like that uh, i think okay. that's terrific i think that's terrific i'm gonna go rewrite my yeah. my tinder profile go, must, must know cpr yeah and and be, be able, able to, to tolerate gas, gas. <laughs> <laughs> that's all awesome. that's sexy that's that's i'll tell you if if someone doesn't date you uh, i don't know why that, that's a, how could you not i mean you know come on she's She's gorgeous, everyone, and, you know, so it's anyway, but she has horrible gas. Uh, it's just okay. <laughs> I, I'm on the Lipitor now, so I, I got to take that for the cholesterol. So hopefully that helps me, but I don't know if it's going to help me with, with in case of your uh, situation. Because Lipitor probably doesn't cure. It only cures the good and the bad cholesterol is what you're saying. Right, it, right, right. And I'm, I'm on, um, I think I'm on Lipitor's. I'm on one of the cholesterol meds. I yeah. forget which one it is. Um, but that's just to get the regular cholesterol low but this new drug hopefully will bring the lipoprotein a down to zero okay which i'm so yeah. hoping for well we're crossing um, our but fingers it's a trial, so yeah we're in we're in phase three i'm hoping if they can just take care of the gas yeah, problem 
That'd be terrific. Uh, you know, this is why we ask your doctor, ask your th- this, because the symptoms are usually worse than the actual disease. But in this case, right. I'll take the gas. It's all good. Well, Nicole, <laughs> you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush and follow Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio, tune in. And now, Nicole O'Brien, you can say, Alexa, play Lens Burning Bush, and it'll play you the latest episode. And since this, this one is yours, you'd want to do that. Go to your Alexa device right now after, and you can play it um, and, and, and do that. We've, we're in 26 states plus the District of Columbia and a few downloads in the U.K. and Germany even. Uh, but that's, awesome. you know, you were tremendous. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I miss you. Uh, I am so happy we got to chat and stay safe, stay healthy uh, because we need you. And um, thank you very much. Thanks to Nicole O'Brien. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back again with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.